Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Well, greetings, family. Welcome to a Biblical Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. Today's perspective topic is Jesus and politics. Is Jesus pro or anti-politics? Should we as Christians get involved in the political process beyond voting in our federal, state, and municipal elections? Should we as Christians consider running for political office? So we're going to address all of this and more on today's podcast right after this. Greetings, I'm Prophet C.T. Johnson, and I trust that you're having an empowering day. I wanted to take a moment to invite you to purchase my brand new book, Empower Your Thinking, Volume 1, Quotes to Shift Consciousness, Provoke Thought, and Increase Understanding. This isn't just another book of inspirational and encouraging quotes. This book will challenge you to think critically and expand your consciousness beyond superficial and cultural comprehension of how you view yourself. Remember, a changed life is the consequence of an empowered mind. So in this book, prepare to transition your consciousness to that of a winner and conqueror to become a person empowered to empower. Go to my website, ctjohnson.org, or go to amazon.com and purchase your copy of my brand new book, Empower Your Thinking, Volume 1, Quotes to Shift Consciousness, Provoke Thought, and increase understanding. I promise you, this book will empower your thinking. Go to the website, ctjohnson.org or amazon.com and purchase your copy today. Family, I want to thank you for your listenership and your support. I do not take it for granted. So thank you. Thank you from the very depths of my heart. Thank you for supporting and listening to a biblical perspective podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and rate the podcast, subscribe and give us a five star review. This helps with the podcast algorithm and brings us from the background to the forefront. So wherever you listen to the podcast does not matter the platform what whatever platform you listen, I'm asking you to do Prophet Johnson this favor, subscribe and rate the podcast that will again help bring the podcast from the background to the forefront on all podcast platforms. Today's perspective topic, Jesus and politics. We're going to get in it. I'm sure that many of you, as I have over my years of serving God over the years of being a Christian, that 
you have heard, we as believers, we as Christians, we as children of God, we should not be involved in politics beyond performing our duties, our duty as a U.S. citizen pertaining to primarily the presidential election. Those of us or those who do vote, the majority of those who vote only vote in the presidential election because we are deceived in thinking that the presidential election is the most significant and are most important. And it is an important election because in the presidential election, we are deciding as a nation who is going to be installed, who is going to be uh, inaugurated in the highest seat and or position of authority in our nation, in our country. So, The presidential election indeed is significant. It is important. And we all as U.S. citizens whom are of the voting age and have that privilege, we should vote in the presidential election. However, one of the. I would consider. The most important aspect of our election process or in the hierarchy of the type of election really is the municipal elections. Even though the presidential election, again, we elect the person who is going to sit in the highest seat of our government. But in the municipal election, we are voting in our county government, our city government officials, mayors, council members, city attorneys, school boards, uh, school board members, and sheriffs. And these are just as significant as the presidential election. And in some instances, in my opinion, even more important because the municipal election deals with those persons that we put in place to run the specific city that we occupy, that we live in, in as far as our, uh, our school board, our school districts, our city government officials, and things of that nature. Presidential election, the president governs the entire country, but the municipal elections is where is where we vote in those who govern where we live. They govern the area that most affects us. Catch this every day affects our children as it pertains to their education, affects our liberties. Uh, It deals with our protections in regards to the police, in regards to all that is entailed in running and governing and ensuring that cities are kept in alignment with laws and regulations and rules. And if there are those, or I should say when there are those who violate those laws, rules and regulations, 
that they are punished. So my point is we need to, as Christians, progress in our thinking regarding the importance of elections beyond the presidential. And we're going to see what the word of God has to say about it. Because as I referenced a few moments ago, many of you have been told that we as Christians, we should not get involved in politics beyond voting. And the type of type of election that most people vote in is the presidential. And then not all do that. So that's a whole nother podcast, but we have to understand that as Christians, we do not operate or conduct or govern our lives according to our own will, first and foremost, nor do we govern our lives according to society, according to the government, but as the elect of God, we govern our lives according to the rules, regulations, precepts of Jesus Christ, the scriptures, because we are citizens of his kingdom and it's what he legislates first and foremost that we come in alignment with, that we comply with, that we conform to, that we uphold, that we support and that we push. So I want to dispel some erroneous teachings that many of you have been taught over the years as it pertains to the separation of church and state. The constitution says there should be a separation of church and state. That's a lie. It's not in the constitution. Read it for yourself. That statement separation of church and state was a statement that was written in a letter by, if memory serves me correctly, one of the the founders um, or contributors to our constitution as it were, but that statement, that phrase is not in the constitution. And so it behooves us to sit. Sit is an acronym that I have coined for study it out. It is imperative for especially we as Christians to study things out and not just take the word of anyone regarding certain subjects, especially in regards to what God said when that person supposedly being a spokesperson for God is ignorant of God's mind, ignorant of God's perspective, ignorant of God's insight on a matter or issue because they are void of the scriptures. The scriptures, the Bible reveals the mind of God in regards to everything under the sun. So does Jesus support politics? Does Jesus desire? Does he call? Does he ordain? Does he handpick persons to enter into the arena of politics? Just as there is an eternal call from God to preach the gospel, 
there's also an eternal call of God to those for those to enter into the medical field, enter into the field of law, and even into politics. God, he is the creator of all creation. And we as his sovereigns in the earth, it is our duty and responsibility. If his kingdom is going to manifest and be implemented, his rulership implemented and manifest in the earth, then he has to have his sons and his daughters, his offspring in every area, arena, every seven sphere of influence in order to bring his will, his intention into the earth. We as Christians, we have to be in every sphere of influence, political, entertainment, education, every seven sphere. However, it behooves us not to forget when God opens doors and aligns us with favor, connections, and contacts to enter into these spheres of influence, authority, and power, it is imperative that we do not fail to forget him and we go into these areas preaching everything else other than what he called and commissioned us to preach, which is he himself, the gospel, transforming lives. All right. So I want to first help us understand the word politic, because if you have an incorrect meaning and understanding of a word, then you will misappropriate what that word is to bring you into comprehension concerning. If you're ignorant of what something means, then your ignorance to its meaning prohibits you from executing, from applying, from functioning accordingly and accurately, from benefiting in totality because you are ignorant of what something means. You are under an assumption. You have been incorrectly informed. You have embraced errant teaching. And so many people have a one tracked understanding of the word politics and or politic. And in other areas, they have adopted meanings of politics and what it means to be political that are cultural and not necessarily etymological, meaning they have redefined the word instead of aligning with the original organic meaning. And so let's look at the word politic. Politic from Adam Online 
is pertaining to public affairs concerning the government, rather concerning the governance of a country or people. I want you to get that. So the word politic in as an adjective, the word politic as an adjective, it pertains to public affairs. So is Jesus into politics? Of course, because the word politic, it means that which pertains to the affairs of the public or the affairs of the people. So if you understand the entire mission, mandate, assignment of Christ, it was to reconcile God's people back to him. So, of course, it is scripturally safe to say that Jesus is not anti-politics. See, the problem is we have redefined the word. We have redefined, we have culturally redefined, we have societally redefined the word politics. And so it has become something that it was never meant to be. It has become about the abuse of power versus putting properly trained and vetted persons in power that aligned with God's will and purpose to govern the citizens of God's country and God's nation in accordance to what he has legislated, ensuring that everything anti God's purposes, that those who have been placed in position of political power they fight against it they war on God's behalf and they war on behalf of the citizens pushing back on damnable doctrine pushing back on abominable laws pushing back on principalic powers that are coming against the Lord Jesus Christ. And so again, politics, politic, it deals with the public affairs or the affairs of the people. Also, it pertains to the administration of public life. It pertains to governing, guiding the life of the public making sure that there are safety measures and safety precautions in place to ensure the protection of the people. I'm going to make a statement here that may be unfamiliar to some of you, may even rub you the wrong way, but brace yourself. Brace yourself. Are you ready? Are you braced? The Bible, the Bible is a political book. Just think about that. For all who say, and I've had dear friends that I love say to me that Johnson, 
you should not mix uh, religion, Christianity, Jesus, and politics. And my response to them is, obviously, you don't know Jesus, first and foremost. You you may know of him. Uh, and, I, and in that statement, you don't know Jesus. I'm not necessarily saying that you're not saved. That could be uh, the main issue right there. But in essence, what I'm saying in the statement, you don't know Jesus is you don't know, obviously, what his focus, his mission, his mandate was all about. He came to earth, Christ, God incarnate, wrapped himself in flesh to, yes, redeem mankind and all of that. But listen to the latter part, mankind, his coming to earth, God leaving his realm entering physically, literally into our realm through Jesus Christ had to do with people, his people, his creation, his offspring, because our foreparents sold us out to the devil and we were doomed to hell, still doomed to hell because we're born in shape and in iniquity. The The only way to exempt hell, to be delivered from hell is through Jesus Christ. But my point is Jesus came from heaven to earth as the gospel song says for the sake of God's creation, God's offspring. Okay? So the Bible is a political book. It actually is. It's a political book. In essence, politics literally deals and or refers to people. And so I want you to get that. And we're going to dig our heels into this a little more here in just a few moments. But I really want you to understand what politics is all about what it originally meant and yet means. However, our society, our culture has redefined it. All right. Now, politics, it's characterized by policy, rules, regulations, but these rules and regulations are put in place for the protection of its nation's people or the people of its government. Now, even though the Bible is a political book and you don't have to take my word for it, just read it because Jesus was an advocate for the poor. He was an advocate for the needy, for the disenfranchised. As a matter of fact, what did he say? He said, when you have done this to the least of these, Okay, Jesus was having a conversation and he said, uh, you when I was hungry, you fed me. He said, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. And they responded, when? When do we do this? When were you ever in prison? When were you ever naked? When were you ever hungry? When were you ever disenfranchised? And Jesus said, when you have done this to the least of these. In other words, 
when you operate in compassion, empathy, because we as Christians, we are called to first and foremost, push Jesus's agenda, push the agenda and the mandate and the campaigns of the kingdom. That's first and foremost. In conjunction with that, we are also called to humanitarian, uh, to humanitarianism. We are called to express God demonstratively, not just verbally. That's why Jesus said, clothe the naked, feed the hungry and all of that. And so don't listen or rather, let me rephrase my statement. I was about to say, don't listen to those who say as Christians, you shouldn't be involved in politics. Rebut them. Once they have spewed out their erroneous opinion that as Christians, we should not be involved in politics other than voting and newsflash. If you vote, then you are involved in the political process by voting in the, the presidential election by voting in the state and the municipal election. You are involved. You are engaged. You are participating in the political process. So, that statement, Christians should not be involved in politics. What they mean is we should not run for political office. And that, again, is stupid. Because if we as God, see, many don't believe what the Bible says as it pertains to our identity in Christ. We are God's sub sovereigns. We are God's. We're not God's as it pertains to the equivalent to the Lord Jehovah. But just as your children are a part of who you are biologically, DNA, the same in regards to us and God. We are born in his likeness. We are made rather in his likeness and in his image. So as he is, according to the Bible, if you believe it, which I do according to the Bible as he is. So are we catch this in this world. So we are to dominate. We are to rule. We are to control in this realm, not control people, but control the, 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 the environment control, govern, dictate to set in order the atmosphere that is established in this realm. And so again, back to that statement, the Bible is a political book. So when people tell you that you shouldn't be involved in politics, you should run for political office. You tell them, well, obviously dear heart, you don't know what the scriptures say. You don't know God's perspective on the subject. Of politics, If we are his sub sovereigns and if we are Satan's sovereigns, we outrank devils. At least I do. I don't know about you, but I'm in Christ. All right. I outrank every devil, every demon. And so it is 
this is this world, this realm has been given to the sons of God, have been given to us, those whom are in Christ. This is our earth. Because it's our God's. It's Jesus's and he placed us in it to govern it, to steward it for him. And so how can we push back on darkness? How can we fight against the devils of abortion, which is kid kid killing? Okay, I want you to start uh, unhooking and unattaching yourself to the sophistry that the pro-choice movement is endeavoring to indoctrinate us to by using that word abortion. Use this more appropriate term, kid killing. Kid killing. Abortion is murder. It is kid kid, kid killing. And how can we push back on these pro-choice laws if we are not in the seats of authority, if we're not in, if we don't have a seat at the table and catch this, not only is it important and significant for us to acquire a seat at the table, but we must possess the knowledge, the understanding, the mental sobriety and and capacity to properly and apologetically defend our position as Christians. What good is it for us to get to the table and all we have to say once we get to the table is Jesus is love, is that the Bible says don't kill. Well, we need to educate ourselves beyond our superficial religious education, which is to say our go-to response for that, which is sin in this example, kid killing. Well, the Bible says thou shalt not kill. We have to be able to give a more cerebral academic answer because our enemies, God's adversaries are educated. Unfortunately, God's allies are ignorant. I'm going to say that again. God's enemies are educated and trained and learned and literate, but God's allies are ignorant. We don't understand beyond again, our go-to response, the Bible says not to do it. Well, help articulate heaven's explanation as it pertains to why. I know God is against it. He's against abortion. He's against kid killing. But why is he against it? See? And so I'm giving you language. I'm giving you. I'm giving you the tools to verbally combat their argument. Yes, Jesus is 
pro politics because politics deals with people. Now, Jesus is not a socialist. Okay. He's not involved in socialism. He's not a capitalist. He's not involved in capitalism. All right. No, 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 no. Jesus is involved in the law, the rulership of the father. He's on the side of eternity. And see, we have made politics something that it is not. Now, what does the Bible actually say in regards to this subject of politics? Well, let's look at Isaiah 9 and 6. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now catch this. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. So Isaiah 9 and 6, it debunks the myth that Christians should not be involved in politics. Wait a minute. What do you mean we shouldn't be involved in politics when the Bible says that the government is established upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ? In other words, Jesus Christ is the substratum. He is the substratum. He is the basis for power. He is the essence of power. He does not just possess power. He is power. He is the epitome thereof. But the government is on his shoulder. The the ruling system that is to govern this realm, the ruling system that is to govern this realm, regulations, laws, should be established upon the one who is the originator, the creator, the essence of all authority and power. Their authority and power cannot exist outside of the existence of God. Are you following me? And so I want to dig our heels into this word government because I'm going somewhere and the government Isaiah 96 shall be upon his shoulder. Now government in Hebrew is Misra and it means rule dominion rule and dominion. And so when the scripture says, and the rule, the government, the rule, the dominion shall be upon his shoulders. Satan does not have rule, dominion, or governance over we the children of God. And because God gave the earth to we his offspring, it doesn't matter that devils are in the earth as well. And that devils have certain levels, certain aspects of jurisdiction And really, they only have jurisdiction over those who are not born again. They don't have jurisdiction. They don't have authority. They don't have rulership over those of us who are born from above. Point blank. Okay, I just told you that 
We are Satan's sovereigns. If you are in Christ, if you have been born from above, if you have been born of the seed of God. And so the rules, the governance, the legislations, yeah, let me say it that way. The the rules, the legislations, the laws that are established in this earth should be in alignment with God. Not culture, not secularism, not what is faddish and or popular. And we want to push woman's right to choose. You don't have the right to murder what you did not create. Now let that sit. Because the argument, and I'm just going with my initial example of kid killing. Y'all call it abortion. I'm calling it what it is. That those who are, you know, uh, ascribed to the pro-choice movement, you don't have the choice or the right to kill what you did not create. Well, it's my body. But what you're killing is not your body. What you're killing is incubated, is housed in your body. But it's not your body. If you want to kill something that you deem yours, then kill yourself. But then even in that, we are not our own. Now, I'm not by any means advocating for suicide, but I'm making a point and I hope you're hearing what I'm saying and you're listening cerebrally, you're listening intellectually and you're listening by the ear of the spirit and not emotionality. Okay, because that argument, it's my body. It's your body quote unquote, but you're not going to Planned Parenthood. You're not going to the abortion clinic to commit suicide. In other words, kill yourself. You're going to plan Planned Parenthood. You're going to the abortion clinic to murder, to kill a life that is currently living within your body, but it's not your body. So, Government, the government being upon his shoulder, the rule, the dominion, the power to legislate in this realm, in this earth realm, is established upon Jesus Christ. So, in other words, Jesus Christ should be the one instructing us, guiding us, leading us on what laws to legislate what laws to establish, what precepts, what statutes to enact in order to keep his citizens in alignment and in compliance with the overall will of the Father. I want to read from the Prophet's Dictionary a powerful definition of government. Dr. Paula A. Price, the author of the Prophet's Dictionary, term 582, I gave you the Hebrew meaning, 
I want to allow you to enter into the apostolic mind of Dr. Price as it pertains to this word government. Term 582 from the Prophet's Dictionary. Government, the organized body of officers, activities, and entities that operate a country by managing and administrating its affairs, ruling over its realm, and legislating its behavior, conduct, and liberties. Now, that right there is why Jesus is pro-politics. He is geopolitical. This is why we should be in politics and not just involved in the political process as it pertains to voting in our federal, state, and municipal elections, but seeking God as it pertains to, am I called? Do I have a burden, a mandate, a mission to enter into the political arena as a politician to ensure that Jesus's way, that Jesus's truth is herald, is articulated, is stood up for. And listen, you can say, well, I'm praying. I'm in my closet every day. I'm praying against, uh, what this current administration is legislating. I'm praying against the policies and all of that. Okay. But other than prayer, because prayer serves the purpose of receiving strategy, receiving the war plan, receiving God's mind on a matter. But after you've done all of that, see prayer is entering into the situation room to have the commander in chief God in this example, explain what's happening, explain the fallout, explain the repercussions, explain and or to provide our, our, our battle plan, our strategy. And then after that, we are to exit the prayer closet, exit the situation room. And now it's time to implement what we received, what we it were, were informed, what was downloaded. It's time to implement. So prayer is a necessity. Prayer is foundational. But prayer alone is not going to push back on these damnable, abominable laws. Prayer is not going to push back on the LGBTQ's agenda to further indoctrinate and infiltrate the soul and the minds of our children. I've said it uh, last year when I did a whole live social media live, as well as I came and taught it here on the podcast platform in regards to pedophilia. There, the, the pedophile's agenda, the pedophile community's agenda to normalize pedophilia so they can legalize pedophilia. And the pedophile community is aligning with the LGBT community, aligning with this transgender foolishness because it is their desire and hope to ride off of that into legalizing pedophilia. And so should we be involved in government? Of course, 
Should we as Christians be in the Senate? Should we be, should we have a seat in Congress? Of course. Come on. How are we going to push back on these devils outside of prayer alone? No, you need to be at the table. And you need to know what to say when you get to the table. Other than Jesus loves you. Yes, Jesus loves you, but Jesus doesn't love your devils. And he doesn't love what your devils are endeavoring to do. See, and this is why I open up the broadcast talking about the, the, the municipal elections. Loose tongue, loose here. <laughs> I open up talking about the municipal elections because almost all of us are familiar with the federal election, which deals with the presidential, deals with the House of Representatives, deals with the Senate. Almost all of us are familiar with the state elections, deals with the government, the governor the lieutenant governor, state senator, state representatives, and so forth. But we slack when it comes to the municipal elections that deal with county government, city government. How many of you know in your respective county and city, especially if you have children and or grandchildren, do you know who sits on your school board? Do you know who the superintendent is? Do you know what filth or if these pornographic books have been allowed in in your child's in your grandchild's school do you are you aware of a book called the gay bcs that i did a whole broadcast on on my live platform as well as right here on the podcast. See, we as Christians have to slap ourselves uh, theoretically, hypothetically. Okay, we need to enter into the state of sobriety. We need to pull our heads out of the proverbial sand and begin other than, well, I'm just praying. What are you doing? And then are your prayer? Are you even praying? Right. I need to listen to what you're praying and how you're praying. Are you praying as a pauper? Are you praying as someone who is unsure of their identity in Christ? Or are you praying as a solver? Are you praying as a citizen? Or are you or or are you praying as a sovereign? Are you praying from your seat of authority in Christ? Hmm? We got to get involved in the in the municipal elections. The twenty the twenty twenty four presidential election is down the street. How many of you watched the debates a couple of weeks ago? How many of you are informed about the candidates? The candidates, huh? Or are you going to be led in your voting decisions according to your feelings and your emotions as it pertains to the personality of those running? Like many of you did for Trump. You allowed your personal feelings about a man that you do not know cause you to go against who God wanted and what God wanted. I said it. So 
Isaiah 9 and 6. I'm dealing with the word government. The government shall be upon his shoulder. I was, I'm not lost. I was reading for you out of the prophet's dictionary regarding the term government, term 582. And I just paused because I wanted to really hone in on the first portion of the definition that Dr. Price gives. And I'm going to repeat it. The organized body of affairs. This is the definition for government term 582, the organized body of the organized body of officers, activities and entities that operate a country by managing and administrating its affairs, ruling over its realm. See, that's why we need to be in government and not Satan's kids in government, because if all the persons in government are the offspring of Satan, then, of course, they're going to legislate. They're going to drive and push the agendas and the campaigns of hell. Who do you think are responsible for pushing and driving the campaigns and the agendas of eternity? God's offspring. But we can't do that if we're not in the seats of power and authority, if we're not in the Senate, if we're not a saved, organically, scripturally, organically saved, Holy Ghost filled congressman, school board member, hmm? we can't manage and administrate the affairs of God. We can't rule over this realm. We can't legislate the behavior that aligns with eternity versus aligning with hell. So we have all this hellish behavior, all, all of this hellish, hellish legislation because we have Satan's kids in government and God's kids are at the movie theaters. God's kids are are on the golf course. God's kids don't even know what's going on at their kid's school board. You don't go to the school board meeting. But we are to we ought to be legislating the behavior, the conduct and the liberties. The definition goes on to say in the Bible, which is useful for prophetic understanding, government as used in Matthew 2 and 6. I want you to go and read Matthew 2 and 6. If I have some time, I'll read it for you here on the podcast, but make sure you go and read it. Matthew two and six refers to empire and expresses the idea of a ruler's dominion. It is designated by the word Kerotos, which means supreme authority, mastery, ruler, and dominion. The work Kerotos uh, is closely aligned with the Hebrew word. Sarah. And in Isaiah 9 and 6, government that I gave you the Hebrew word Misra that is aligned and in alignment with the Greek word Kuretes. And forgive me for mispronouncing, I don't speak Greek fluently. All right. But the Hebrew word that I gave you earlier, Misra deals with prevail, princely power, and ruler of a principality. See, that's who we are. If you're in Christ, 
it's not that we're servants in the sense of powerless and we have no authority and we're pushovers. No, 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 no. We serve we're, we serve at the pleasure of the king. However, we serve in a position of might, strength, and authority. Matthew 2 and 6. Um, let me make sure I have it right here. Yeah, Matthew 2 and 6. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. See, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we need to be involved. Catch this. We need to be involved in every sphere of influence. Some of you refer to it as the seven mountains of power, of influence, arts and entertainment, um, and things of that nature. But we need to be involved in Every sphere. Why? Because we are God's sovereigns in the earth. Okay. We are God's powers. So we need to be in every seven sphere. Again, some of you refer to it as mountains, religion, family, education, government, media, arts, and entertainment, and business. And did you not hear? Government. Government. We need to be in every area, every sphere of influence, every sphere of power to represent Jesus Christ. And so this podcast today is to light a fire under those of you who are fireless in regards to politics. You need to pray, prayerfully seek God in regards to what, catch this, what he needs you to do to turn the tides of the evil that is rampant in our world and in our nation because we as Christians have been sleep. We have been unengaged and uninvolved and uninformed as it pertains to politics. Do you even know who the current presidential candidates are for 2024? Because as we, of course, move further into the 2024 presidential election, people will drop off because um, they won't have the votes and they won't have the support and they won't have the numbers and things of that nature. But do you even know who they are? Other than of course, the obvious incumbent Joe Biden, and then the, his party is not in support of him. That's a whole nother story. But do you know beyond the incumbent? Do you know beyond the former vice president, Donald Trump. Do you know that um, Vivek Ramaswamy is running on the Republican Party ticket? 
Robert F. Kennedy running on the Democratic. Marina Williamson. Um, no party affiliation as of now. Ryan Brinkley, no party affiliation. Uh, Doug Berman, Republican. Chris Christie, Republican. Ron DeSantis, Republican. Larry Elder. Uh, Nikki Haley, Will Hurd. Asia Hutchison, Perry Johnson. Mike Pence, Tim Scott. How many of you? I'm Christian. I love the Lord. Yeah, but okay. Do you love God enough to push back on his enemies? What are we doing other than waiting on Jesus? Nope. Are you familiar with the the policies that this current administration has implemented? that literally are a slap in the face of this nation's founder, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, and for those of you who go into that ridiculous argument that uh, our nation was not founded on Christian principles because the founders of our nation had slaves, and every person that enters in this earth is born and shaped in iniquity, and all have sinned, according to Romans, and fallen short. God uses flawless people because we're flawless. However, that does not negate that the founding principles that established and built this country were not rooted in Scripture. And in some instances, they had errant understanding. But for the most part, Jesus founded this country. And this nation, the United States of America, belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. It does not belong to Satan. It does not belong to devils. It does not belong to those who allow Satan and his cohorts to embody them. We have to fight back and we fight back with knowledge. We fight back with understanding. We fight back. Cerebrally and academically, strategically. Are you with me? And so I encourage you to come out of the background in regards to your political stance. Some of you listening under the sound of my voice, God wants you in politics. He wants you on. He wants you to be on the school board. He wants you to run for city councilman. He wants you. To run for office on the municipal level. Seek him. Go on a fast. Pray. Seek God. Especially you know you have the burden. Because like me, you're frustrated about what's happening in the political arena. And I myself, God has been dealing with me for the past year now in regards to entering into a role of political leadership. And so I'm seeking him. as. I'm transitioning into another phase of life, personally, of ministry and occupation and profession. And so I want you to prayerfully consider asking God, seeking God, what is it that he requires of you in regards to this subject of politics? Because Jesus is political. He's not political from the position and the standpoint of our culture. In our current society, 
As I told you, Jesus is not a socialist. Jesus is not a capitalist. Jesus is not a Democrat. Jesus is not a Republican. (laughs) Jesus is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of gods. Jesus is Lord. He's on the side of God. And if you're not on the side of God, then you are on the side of his enemies. And that's a position you don't want to take. I am so appreciative again to you for your listenership, for your support. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, do it right now. Subscribe to the podcast and rate the podcast. Drop me a little note as it pertains to how you're enjoying it. I want to know your thoughts as it pertains to this particular episode. So email me your thoughts, your opinions. If you have subjects that you want me to address, because we're going to hit some taboo subjects in just a few weeks in alignment with this, because I know this subject rubbed some of you the wrong way and stirred some of your devils and preferably aggravated them so that you initiated your deliverance. But I want you to email me at info, I-N-F-O at ctjohnson.org. I want to hear your thoughts on this particular perspective topic, Jesus and politics. So rate, subscribe to the podcast, email me your thoughts, email me your questions, email me the subjects that you want me to address in future episodes, info at ctjohnson.org, and then follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, ctjohnson.org. Until next time, this is Prophet Johnson. I love you. Well, hello there. This is Prophet C.T. Johnson inviting you to become a high-level kingdom thinker operating and functioning according to eternity's intelligence by becoming a part of my empowerment chamber. The Empowerment Chamber is an exclusive online training and mentorship community committed to developing cerebral kingdom citizens capable of executing the will of Jesus Christ with intellectual excellence in their respective places of ministry. For a small investment of $5 or $12 a month, you can join the inquirer or cerebral level and begin developing into a cerebral kingdom citizen for the Lord Jesus Christ. Sign up today by going to patreon.com slash the empowerment chamber and let's embark on the journey of empowering our thinking together. I'll see you in the chamber. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text EMPOWERME all lowercase, no spaces, to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. 
Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. <laughs>